So today was two things. Today was a massive day in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers says, I'm staying. Russell Wilson gets traded. Everybody in my business, sports radio, was completely happy to have Aaron Rodgers. You know, if we had known about Russell Wilson, we'd be like, wait a day. So we can talk one day about the Aaron Rodgers effects. But no. So we get both in the same day. And that is uh, that is one thing. The, the second thing is that I think, and I will let Adam decide, maybe I'm a fish. If if I am a fish, I should not be in the deep end, but I am because of these sharks. Mike, Mike get swallowed. <laughs> I want to make sure the microphone gets bigger each week. Yeah, uh, lock it week. in. <laughs> Lock Next week, in. I'm not sure. I'm going to know what to do, but <laughs> anyway. So what is going on? So um, what isn't going on? That's right. So I'm in these two FFPC drafts, Adam. Yep. These are $35. This is the deep end, right? This is the deep end. These are $35 best ball drafts in which... Isn't anything you do fine? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So it is the ninth, beginning of the ninth round. I have picked my first tight end at 809, Mike Jasicki. Okay. I have no plans to pick a second tight end this early, but guess what happens? Two things that are maybe looked at as one thing. <laughs> Russell Wilson is traded to Denver. And Noah Fant goes the other way. So for Alberto Aquabunum, by the way, why is it so hard to say that? Albert Aquabunum. I'm just gonna say Alberto forever. So I know, but you know, Matt Schauf has it right. Like, what is so hard about this? Albert Aquabunum. So anyway, Fant goes to Seattle, Wilson goes to Denver. Two things, not even one, two things that affect the landscape. I am so excited. I'm at 904. I am just hoping that he does not get picked at 903. He does not. And I cannot wait to, you know, oh, I'm going to tweet this here. Here, Welcome to the ninth round, Albert O. Welcome to the squad. And I did not get an uh, overwhelmingly impressed uh, reaction to that. Do you feel, this has happened to me before, do you feel like when you're doing a slow draft, do you feel compelled to, when something like this happens, Okay, how can I take advantage? I'm up next. Like, how do I take advantage of this? You know, um, I think this happened quite a bit last year, although it was kind of a no-brainer when Cam Akers went down. Everybody was on the clock, took, you know, Daryl Henderson. Like, okay, beautiful. Right. I'm good, right. I'm good, good to go. Do you feel sometimes on these slow drafts when news like this pops that you have to push the envelope to try to get that value on a guy like Albert Obablakunum? I do not. But okay. what's interesting is I think that the this is sort of a normal human thing. And in terms of fantasy football, there's a, a negative reaction to somebody who spends up, who pays up. What you're supposed to do in life, what you're supposed to do in, in fantasy sports is save. You're supposed to invest in those extra draft picks. You're supposed to save your fab money. You're supposed to hold back. And if you – we talked about this during Elijah Mitchell – if you put your money in 
I think the person, the player who sees themselves as an educated, smart, experienced player sees you as a mark because that is not a move that anybody who has read the books, so to speak, would make. So anytime you sort of push in, I feel like you're a mark. But in this one, I sort of want to I want to defend it, Alberto. Like, what is the range of outcomes for him now? Is Mike a fish? Sure, I'll be a fish. Whatever. I'm I'm 50. I'll be whatever you want. I mean, I'll be a fish. Let's let's just say yes. <laughs> Here's no. Adam adjusting adjusting the chiron. So no. of course, I'll be a fish. I'll be your fish. All right. <laughs> but is it not okay in the ninth Adam? In the ninth round of a $35 draft on March 8th, is it really not? If I had picked Adam Krautwurst with that pick, would people have come calling? Like, oh, value. Oh, look at this guy. Value. I mean, he is the tight end for now in Russell Wilson's offense, which is loaded. And athletically, he's great. He's been a project, but he passes the test, I think, as somebody who could be really outstanding. So, uh, I mean, tight ends always take forever anyway. Anyway, you talk. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, listen, uh, Albert O, if you ch- tight end 14, correct in that, in that spot. Yes. That's a fine, that's a fine spot for, for uh, Albert O. I, I would be excited for you to take, if I were you, I would have been excited to, to take him. He's been good when given the chance tight ends do to take a while, but he's been fine. He's looked the part, you know? Um, and I think, yeah, I think he's going to be absolutely fine. He's, an underdog, he was tight end 33 before this. In FFPC, he was tight end 32. So I think, you know, with the starting job, tight end, tight end 14, with Russell Wilson, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. I think that certainly is going to help him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's probably going to settle in to tight end 14 to 18, some, 18, 19. So, yeah, I think that's totally fine. You weren't going to get him coming back around there. And um, yeah, you can, and besides the size point, you could take, you can take anybody you want in the ninth round of a 35, $35 drafts are, are just to kind of mess around. And have that's, that's why I think there wasn't more, well, that and the combination of like, who am I, uh, are why there was mo- not more discussion about that. Like you could take Peter Pan in the ninth round of the <laughs> FFPC $35 draft, who even cares? But you know, I I don't know. I wasn't flexing. I was just excited. My Buffalo show was going on the air like two minutes later. So I put the board up like, here we go. Alberto, welcome to the ninth round. I do want people, you know, I I do want your friends to like me. Well, listen, if you want my friends to like you, don't tell them you're drafting in a $35 draft. (laughs) That's the first, that's your first, your first problem. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so yeah, should we move right to your auction at this point, or should That's we just right. move ahead to sports? That's right. Are these fake bid dollars you're talking about? What, what <laughs> no, I I, I like Alberto. I think I think he's gonna be good. How good? Would you take in redraft right now? Would you take Albert Aquabinum? I promised I would say it at least three times. That's been three times. Yeah. It's not even hard. What is the hangup? It's, it's, do people think it's like comedy to, to say, like, I can't say it? I don't know. Albert Aquay, but um, it's not even that hard. Would you rather have him or in redraft, would you rather have him or Fant? That's the only question tonight is. In redraft? Which, yeah. 
Albert. That's what I'm doing, right? This $35. I'm sorry. Yep. Sorry. Yep. That's right. That's right. This $35 league. I'm in. <laughs> That's right. Um, is this year only. So who would you rather have? Yeah, Albert O. I think right right now. I mean, who's the quarterback? Seattle. I mean, we can get into it if you want right now. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So, who's the quarterback of the Seahawks? That's right. Who's who's the quarterback of the Seahawks? For those of you who don't know, Russell Wilson was traded today. Well, what was he traded for, Mike? Do we did we do two we know firsts, that? two seconds, yep. a fifth, three players, including Drew Locke and Noah Fant, for Wilson and a fourth, which the go. best thing ever. As fantasy owners, we should spend a week on how somehow a fifth and a fourth got warped into that trade. I mean, I like how it's does that like what, what is wrong with these cap. people? You know, that's a guy we're gonna have to sign as a rookie that we don't have to sign now. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, but yeah, what is I wrong think, with these guys? I think everyone knows. I you know, I haven't seen anyone from a from a fantasy perspective to an NFL talent perspective that said that you know Seattle won this trade. They Seattle didn't didn't win this trade, but you know, they're moving. So they're, they're moving on. They got a nice big haul. Um, but yeah, I think that it's it, it's incredible. And for all the people, and I was one of them who were assuming that Denver was going to make a big splash at quarterback. You know, we all thought and hoped it would be Rodgers. So we were taking, you know, Judy and Sutton and, and Fant earlier, um, hope or stacking them. Sometimes we, you know, I sometimes I'd stack them when, when I took Rodgers hoping. Um, but, um, you know, those, those are going to be fine now. Those, those earlier, when you were taking these guys, these Denver skill guys ahead of ADP earlier on, um, that's going to work out because you're getting R- R- Russell Wilson. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think the trade was really good for Denver. Um, you know, from a NFL perspective, that AFC West is going to be a, uh, brutal. I mean, this, I mean, I can't think of the last time I haven't, I haven't thought about it too much, but I can't think off the top of my head of the last time a division had three superstar quarterbacks in it. I mean, I mean, you probably talked about on, on air today. What's, what's, did you guys think of anything? No. Uh, but I like that sort of stuff. I like to geek out in that area. So I'll maybe try it that or read other people who have made that effort and then comment. Yeah. But you know, it, it's, it's great for sports fans, for football fans. It's great for Denver fans. Of course, like you are nothing in this league without a quarterback on the high end. Yeah. And Wilson is that in Denver. Denver's been in the league for 60 years. When have they ever mattered? John L.A., Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning. Yeah. today. Yep. Otherwise, like, it's cool. They play at altitude, orange shirts, but whatever. Like, they're in the middle. They're the Bills of the 2000s yep. the last two years. I've been calling them the Denver, the new Buffalo uh, for three years. You know, they're just they're there. They beat some teams. They lose to the better teams, and that's it. So, of course, you do this if you're Denver. Seattle, I think you can also justify it. Seattle seems to think they can win playing football in the mud. They haven't been able to do it. I think it's because – I think the reason they've come close is because Wilson is so good, but, you know, they're going to put their stock in Pete Carroll at 70 and the organization over Wilson, which I think is a big mistake. So the one thing that will happen now – is I'll be rooting for Wilson. That means I'll be rooting for Denver and against Seattle because they basically traded Russell Wilson for Jamal Adams here. And, you know, you'd have to be. 
Yeah, they get, those yeah they get those picks back, pickbacks for Jamal Adams. Yeah, I don't think, listen, if you're going to do this, you know, it's, you know, you're not, you're not going to just fire Pete Carroll now, but I think this might be Pete Carroll's last year. I don't know if he's in for a rebuild. I don't know if the Seahawks want him to be the guy for a rebuild. I mean, Pete Carroll, what has he ever been without a quarterback? You know, without, I mean, did he, did he have Drew Bledsoe when he was in New England? Like, Ooh. I don't even know if, how, how long ago that was, but, um, you know, what has he been? Well, ever he, he didn't win there anyway. Right. That's right. So, like, what has he ever been without, you know, a Hall of Fame defense and uh, Russell Wilson? You know, so, yeah. Adam, I, Adam, what are the Seahawks of the last six years? Nothing. They're I mean, the wild card, you know. They're, right. they're just yeah. they're there. One and they done. Make it, they're on prime time a lot. And, you know, you watch Wilson and then they go out. Yep. And I think a lot of the decision-making, too, like, Pete Carroll, after they threw that pass against the Patriots in the Super Bowl and lost, I think he lost a lot of his players. I'd like those guys on defense. The Legion of Boom was never the same after that. You know, um, they had a safety get hurt, and the guy and guys just I think they were they were done after that mentally. Like, how do you do that? You know, you, oh. you, you literally had the Super Bowl right there. And so, and he's always been he can never run enough, never can run enough. He's got Russell Wilson, and I think DK Metcalf already wanted out of Seattle. It'd be interesting to see, you know, we can save this topic for Thursday, but for our, our, our dynasty podcast, but I got, I got an offer immediately Deontay Johnson for DK Metcalf. I have Metcalf. I got offered Deontay Johnson and in a month, I'll probably, I want to see if D, if DK gets, gets traded. I want, he might go to, you know, a team with a stud quarterback and then no, I'm, I'm not doing that. But if, if Pittsburgh gets a decent QB and DK stays there, I'll go, I'll, I'll go Deontay Johnson. But and anyways, yeah, I think that that team's in a full re- rebuild, which is why I think it would be a good idea to get get rid of decaf, uh, decaf, DK Metcalf. Um, I am all for getting rid of decaf. You know. Yeah, that's right. What is decaf, but, anyways? But uh, you know, a treat for our Thursday viewers, Metcalf. If somebody offers you Deontay Johnson for Metcalf, you know they're trying to steal him. So pick, put a draft pick in. Yeah, they won't even notice in a in a counter they'll be so excited to get a counter because you're not mike the fish so you're actually a person who's thought about it but they're they're confused they just say yes and then you get deontay johnson in a second next year for right. metcalf and that might be right we'll talk about that thursday if we can find time after calvin ridley right i mean come on with that story can you but um yeah metcalf Why? is interesting albert equabitum is interesting Fant is interesting. I'm not sure it's worse to be a tight end on a bad team, you know, if that's what happens, than a tight end, a lesser tight end maybe on a team with so many targets. Who knows what's going to happen? But I am here to say I would do that Albert O pick again. Uh, Absolutely. Tonight, now, you know. so what do we think of um of, of these uh, Broncos receivers? So Judy – Going into this, before this uh, trade, Judy was an underdog. Pick 77 overall, wide receiver 37 on underdog. And then uh, pick 108 on FFPC, best balls, as wide receiver 40. So obviously receivers go later in the FFPC because it's not you don't, you don't start three of them. Um, and then Sutton was pick 96, wide receiver 45 on underdog, and pick 127. Well, I see wide receiver 48 on FFPC. I think they both go up significantly. Um, I don't know. Where where do you think these these guys land? 
Yeah, I would agree that they both go up because, you know, maybe not dramatically. I mean, people have sort of been buying this possibility, maybe more in the sense of Aaron Rodgers than Wilson, but a little bit of their ADP is from the speculation that they would have a better quarterback next year. I mean, what was going, what was the worst case scenario for Denver? It was to be someone different. So Judy and Sutton are both excellent players. They're both great halves in dynasty. Um, what happens now is I'm going to say this after having talked about the other thing is maybe tonight, tomorrow, there's a little bit of an overreaction to who they are. Somebody wants to impress in the room. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to impress, like I'll say that in, in the other example, but you know, it's a pretty fine line. Like I'm drafting fourth in that league in my case. And so that's what eight picks down, eight picks back. That's 16, 17 picks before I go again, you're either going to get them there. Or you're not going to get them. And most of us who are draft, this is fundamental. Most of us who are drafting in March are thinking about who else we have on our 10 already other teams or a hundred. I mean, whatever it is. So yeah, like I drafted the draft I showed today on Twitter. I had Nick Chubb and Nick Costantino from go bills texted me. He's like, Oh, now, so now you're Chubb over Gibson. Like, look, <laughs> did Gibson the last time, you know, you want to have some diversity yeah, and some balance. Right. So, and that's yeah. why, Sorry, go, go, go ahead, Mike. No, please. I was going to say the margin is pretty small still when it comes to Sutton and Judy and where they might end up. And the difference can be about who are you playing against and who do they have already. Yes. And to go to that running back reference, like that's why you want to kind of do like a tier based drafting. Like you have your tiers because you don't need to, you know, when you're in a tier, take a couple of different players because it's if they're all the same kind of tier, then you're not, you know, overexposed or underexposed to players. But but yeah, but like Judy, for example, I've just always loved Judy's talent. And I've, you know, I, you know, I was excited. He was actually draft shark, draft sharks, draft sharks.com. He was their breakout player last year. He got hurt. It didn't, it didn't work out for him, but this day they were probably a year early because going as wide receiver 40, I mean, going right ahead of him, Chase Claypool, Allen Robinson, Brandon, Ayuk, Robert Woods, Traylon Burks, Marquise Brown, Brandon Cooks. Those are all the receivers. I would take him now ahead of all of those guys. Um, maybe even ahead of Adam Thielen, probably. And then you get to big Mike Williams. I mean, but even ahead of big Mike Williams, it's Darnell Mooney, Gabe Davis. Like I like Mooney, David, like that this Gabe Davis stuff is getting out of, out of control. Like I would take, I would take Judy way up there, which, which would move him up, you know, 11, 12 yeah. receiver spots and move him up two and a half rounds. So, you know, uh, you know the, the the value on Judy's is, is is gone now, and, and like you said, someone's gonna feel like they're always smarter. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see Judy now being taken in like the fourth round because people are just so excited and Sutton too. Sutton Sutton maybe not in the fourth round, but you know you're gonna get Sutton where you were getting Judy now. So I really like I really like uh, I I mean and just to say this Broncos offense is gonna be sensational. Like I haven't dug into like their offensive line or anything, but. It just has the feeling of Stafford to the Rams to me, like a refreshing new thing that I think everyone's just going to have a love affair with, with each other. I want to talk about this, but I have to tell you what's happening just beyond the camera. What is going on over there? You are, you have a, a scout's knife to cut open a piece of tape 
Bring it over. Bring it over. What's happening? Come on, so Dave. This is my son, Julius. He has some hot dogs from Buffalo Institution Ted's. Julius. Cutting it open. You want to know what's inside? Oh, Here's what's inside. It's already open? Well, right. I just opened it with my finger. You have a, a switchblade. He has a oh, butcher knife. Who's the pen that I took my science test with? Oh, well. <laughs> How'd you do on the test? Otherwise, I don't care. Uh, I think I got like a 96%, something Great. like that. Next week's episode will be whether 96 is good. Flexing in his Little League outfit. I love it. <laughs> Sorry. No, I love it. That's great. That's great. I'd bring my kids down, but they'd, they'd, they'd knock everything over and just. Well, that was about to happen. That was about to happen. <laughs> um, I'm not sure where we are. Judy. We were, we were, we were comparing. I was comparing the Broncos to the Rams as well from last year with okay. Stafford coming come to town. I think, yes, Judy will go in the fourth round. I think that's fine. And I, I was going to say that, so one conversation that seems to happen in the offseason in this space is whether or not you want to not be drafting now or be drafting a lot now. Just, you know, I felt like it was a little bit of a patience versus impulse debate when to draft. And I'm drafting now because it's fun and I like it. Yeah. But – Am I, is it optimal? I'm not sure it is. But, you know, this never too early best ball in FFPC, you're playing within a sort of confined time limit. And the changes in the NFL news cycle matter. And being on top of that, that's what leads to picking Albert O like I did today. It's sort of being on top of that. But I wouldn't want to condescend that anybody does that because you sort of have it built in that that's a good thing to do. So... Elijah Moore is going in the fourth round of the drafts I'm in. So high. So like high. right now, you'd rather have Jerry Judy, but you didn't know that yesterday. If you pick Jerry Judy in front of him in five, at 5.02 today, are you an idiot? No. I mean, you just, you, you're paying, you have a, you have the internet and you thought <laughs> Elijah Moore was, you know, on a team without a good quarterback and where there's at least one other guy, if not more eventually who compete for his targets. And so, yeah, I love him, but. I can I mean, wait and find someone comparable. Tight end is different. Tight end, you get into the the teens, and you can't expect anybody to be that good sometimes. Yeah. Plus, it's, plus it's tight, tight end premium. I want to say two things. Elijah Moore, like Zach Wilson, like I like Elijah Moore. Zach Wilson was his, I don't want to say historically, but he was really, really bad last year. Like I was listening to your show today, Mike, and they were talking about like he he wasn't just bad because he maybe didn't have the best weapons. He was like like bad with some of the worst quarterbacks, like, like of all time, like he right. was really bad. So like tying Elijah Moore to him, um, doesn't, isn't, it isn't great. Like I, I feel like we're, we're drafting peak Elijah Moore, like second contract or next quarterback from the jets, Elijah Moore. And, and mm-hmm. so I'm not doing that. Another thing is when you're drafting now, don't just go into draft and not just everyone don't go into draft at just ADP and I'm just going to draft the team. It's going with an imagination, going with a, you know, Oh, I think Rogers is coming to the Broncos. So I'm going to draft this draft or maybe the next two or three drafts as if that's going to, to happen. You know, it didn't happen. Russell Wilson came great. So all of the people who were, who were using their imagination on that running rookie running backs, rookie receivers talked about this last week, draft with an imagination that these guys are going to get drafted by the chiefs or the bills or whatever awesome offense or position you want to put them in and go, go, go do that. Because if, if you're not doing that, then don't even draft now because what's the use you're not going to get, 
you're not going to get any any crazy value on on guys unless you're taking guys that can skyrocket and and really jump the ship on that value. So I don't know. I feel like yeah, maybe you it's easier to put together a really bad team by doing stuff like that, but you're never going to put a real superstar team together. I don't think, especially in these tournaments, unless you have that imagination and you're taking guys. Cannot wait until Thursday to talk about the dynasty effects here as well. Thinking about the drafts of the last two years, the rookie drafts along the lines of what you're saying, but we can't give that away now because that would be stupid. We, we want to save that until Thursday until our, uh, our dynasty show, which will start at eight Eastern or eight 30. If I get hung up uh, and thank you by the way, for, and everybody for their patience if they were sort of waiting <laughs> eight o'clock. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers uh, does not get traded to Denver or anywhere. No. I mean, congrats, Devontae Adams players, sure. dynasty players, or the early drafters, early like us who are picking them, you know, second round, even sometimes mid second round, maybe. And so, Adam, any reason to think next year Green Bay is not sort of meant to be this year Green Bay or last year Green Bay? I feel like that's the point. They're going to pay Aaron Rodgers everything. They're going to give away their soul. Fine, you'll stay. Adams will stay. We don't care about after that because we never have. Aaron Jones is on the team, and he's somebody who has also – not quite to the Ezekiel Elliott level, but slipped in drafts. So I think also advantage drafters who've been picking him. Yeah. You know, that that's interesting. Yeah. You know, kind of go back to what you were saying, you know, it's good for, good for Packers fans, good for the Packers. They made the right decision. I mean, you got to bring Aaron Rodgers back. You know, Jordan Love apparently now might've been the worst first round pick ever. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you trade him because he's not going to play the next three or four years. I mean, um, Houston. I'm sorry. Houston. Houston. Sure. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Why not? It's right. Somebody. Yeah, for sure. Seattle. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think that it's good for them. They made the right, right, right decision. They've got two good running backs. They've got hopefully Tanya comes back healthy. They got Devonte Adams. I mean, they could, you know, they, they, I think they have a first round pick this year, right? First, second, they, there's, there's talent on offense out there. Maybe he convinces them to go pick up a, uh, you know, a receiver or um, a receiver. Cause they got, they got everything else, a receiver. And then the draft there or, or something like, I feel like you gotta, you gotta get him over the hump here um, and get to uh, get him to another Super Bowl because he's just so, so good. Uh, but yeah, as far as fantasy is concerned, yeah, everyone who was Adams had slipped to the mid second whole, whole, whole climb right back up. I'm sure um, Aaron Jones slipped though, too. I mean, he was down at four, six in these FFPC drafts. Round four, pick six, uh, RB 17. Was that, I mean, I don't know. You, do you think he was tied to Rogers stock that much? Cause there's an argument for, Hey, if they added him going with love or some lesser quarterback that they would run the ball more maybe. And there was something there for him or is it more, you think AJ Dillon? I mean, we'll find out because if he starts rising back up into the second round, we'll find out that he was tied, tied to Rogers. Well, there are a lot of interesting second-round running backs. Remember in Pros versus Joes last year, you and I went together, and we were at 112 or or rather 212 and 301 and picked Jones there. Yep. And so even last year when there was still Dylan, but no Rodgers issue, I'm not sure about that at that time. I think I think there was a 
there there were still people who wanted to go slow on him. There's an instinct to fade running backs when they've been playing for four or five years. You know, yes. even with Derrick Henry at a higher level, you know people who have wanted to stay away. So I think Jones is in the third round easily now because there's that added certainty with Rodgers. But Dylan exists. Dylan took a lot of goal line. He can catch the ball too. And so it's a little bit maybe like Dallas where you have Elliott. It's different in terms of the players themselves. But Elliott is fourth round, maybe even fifth, where you don't think he's good. And Pollard is good, but, you know, he's still going to play a little bit. Goal line, good offense. What's Jones? Jones is a better player at this point. Maybe he always was than Elliott. But Dylan can play, too. He can catch the ball, too. The offense is good. You have a little bit of that same math, maybe, in your head. Uh, So everything is value. Um, I'm not picking Aaron Jones in the – I'm not picking him before Devontae Adams uh, tonight. But I think by the middle of the third, certainly late third, you can feel like you're getting a good deal there, which is something. I mean, I'd rather have Aaron Jones right now than David Montgomery. Sure. Aaron Jones or Gibson? Gibson is higher for me than most. I've been picking Gibson mid-second, ahead of Chubb, uh, certainly ahead of these guys. I, I, I love Gibson. I mean, I feel like the the athletic profile has always been there, and – I've been putting my money on Washington getting somewhere at quarterback. Now, if that's Mitchell Trubisky, I'm going to strike out. (laughs) And it isn't going to be Wilson, who they reportedly offered three firsts for. Yeah. So there's a a part of the equation maybe with Washington is the disaster that that organization has been and its reputation. It would sort of be doubling down on it, if you will, if Watson – is in play, but what are their choices beyond him? Like you have to take Watson and all that baggage or what exactly the, the, the rookie, the draft pick isn't what they're talking about. Wilson is taken. Rogers is staying. Are we talking about Derek Carr? I feel like Derek Carr, I bet the Raiders can get big offers for Derek Carr. Then they're going to have to decide if they want to do it at a point in time where Mahomes, Herbert, and Wilson are in their division. Right. And they have a new coach, and they're in Vegas. I feel like they're going to say no to everything. Right. I mean, that's that, That's a great point. The Derek Carr, uh, there has been whispers of Carr leaving town, but they have a new coach that might want to come in and start start over. But, yeah, Carr would be a great deal. Great idea to get rid of because they're not going to win the division, and I mean they're not they're not going to make the playoffs in that in that division. You might, might as well do that. And and listen, I respect the Washington for going out and. And I heard they were just offering the world to every team for their franchise quarterback, which is what you should be doing when you don't have a quarterback. So, um, but by yeah, the way, how yes. humiliating, right? How humiliating. We know that from fantasy, right? The guy who just doesn't even care anymore what it costs. Yes. He is just going to, what you tell me what you want. Yeah. And, and some of these, imagine the bill of the chiefs getting that call or the chargers, like, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to hang up. I'm not, I'm not talking to you. Right. It's too embarrassing. I know. And it's so funny how this is so off the beaten path of fantasy, but it's so funny how teams just they're destined destiny, whatever. Like it's a year you, you got a top pick and you, there's no quarterback. 
there that people think is going to be good. It's like the one year that you got that top pit and, and, you know, if I'm Washington, I'm either doing something like that for, for car, or I'm just tanking and, and tr- hopefully next year we'll get another one. But like, you know, that's, and you can just look at that with every single franchise. I mean, the chiefs had Alex Smith, they needed a quarterback. They traded up to 12 or 13 with Buffalo and took Patrick Mahomes. Like, but that was a year where there were some good, some good quarterbacks and, so, yeah, it's just interesting. Quarterback is absolutely everything in the NFL these days, and all the players tied to them and all the money they make is totally worth it. But um, so, yeah, so so you're thinking um, – sorry, I was uh, talking about uh, the run where Aaron Jones – so you love Gibson. Yeah. Aaron Jones or Alvin Kamara? Ugh. Risk tolerance. They're pretty close, so I might pick Jones. Again, it depends. Who's drafting now? Who's watching us? That's right. <laughs> How many teams per viewer right now? I'm going to say at least seven. That's, that's so, right. you know, you take who you have less of. Yeah. No, I get it. So so they're in like the same tier to you. I'm just trying to see like how high we think Aaron Jones is going to actually go up because he's RB17. Like to me, he, he skips Montgomery. He skips Dobbins, although I love Dobbins. I think he's in that Barkley – Gibson Barkley. mix to me, Barkley wow. Gibson mix. Um, you know, you know what you might want to price in is the possibility of Barkley being traded. Oh, absolutely. If he's traded, somebody is putting their chips in on him, and if yep. that happens and he can still play, that's yep. massive. Yeah, that's like top five, six. That's that imagination we're top talking five. About. That's right. Like who's five? I mean, it's even tough to know that. So. If you think Barkley again, this is for Thursday. But if you think Barkley does get moved, depends on if there's a team that wants to pay a mid-round pick or a, even a day three pick for him. If that happens, the Dolphins or somebody like that—that's actually I, that's pretty hot. I mean, in redraft, Austin Eckler is the RB three right now. Say, there's a there's a uh, a decent scenario. Barkley could beat that in in New York with the Giants. Right. Uh, this year, there's a decent scenario he could go someplace. Yeah, if someone trades for him, they really want him. He could absolutely beat out Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry. You know, Najee. I do think he's going to have a lot of volume. You know, uh, Javante Williams. Maybe not Mixon or Cook, but yeah, I mean, totally, totally could could, could get up there. So I've been well, taking a lot of Saquon Barkley actually. He needs to get the full package, and he needs to break big plays. That yeah, is not. That has gone away with Barkley when he came into the league, and then that one section of nineteen where he showed it here and there. Before that, there is a, a high end. There's a big upside with Barkley. You know, Taylor showed it a little bit this year. McCaffrey, McCaffrey's different, but there is the big the fifty yard screen pass and th- these sort of plays with Barkley. And now you don't know if that's still in there. You know, in terms of Buffalo, because Buffalo's been linked with Barkley, the Bills have Singletary, and I don't want to get you started on him, but <laughs> that a good play there is 13 yards. There's never the touchdown. Never. Big play, the home run, the, the 12 point plus bonus points outcome with, uh, with many running backs, including him. So Barkley, he's sort of coming to the, he's coming to the league as somebody who is capable of that. Um, if he's there, like I, I, I think the Giants are really kind of interesting with even with Jones, but 
what they do there. The point was, if you think there's a decent chance he gets traded, which you got to just sort of pay attention all the time and and uh, adjust your thinking on that, then I think there's a bigger upside for him than we're showing in these drafts. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like I like I said, even with the Giants, I think Jones, you know, is is um, the whole Giants coaching staff is is brand new and and it's it's coming from over from Buffalo and Dayball knows how to call a game as much as I used to rag on him for certain things here and there. I mean, he's head and shoulders better than Joe Judge and the crew that they had there. Like if Barkley stays and they've got you know Daniel Jones and, and Tony and maybe they bring Evan Ingram back because they know how to use a tight end. You know that offense could be could be sneaky good, really. And again, that's imagination. Like, well, you know, there's whispers of Daniel Jones leaving. Well, there's whispers. You know, Evan Ingram's a free agent. But listen, I'm I'm going into some of these best balls and with the with with a giant stack in mind. You know, and it's because if they all come back, and uh, Dable is, I think, head and shoulders better than what they had there before. You know, I mean, Evan Ingram didn't even run a, a seam route ever. Like, he's so athletic and so good. He got hurt a lot, but. He's so much better than what the Giants allowed him to, to be. So, um, yeah, it's going to be super interesting. I think what is probably likeliest with the Giants is, because there's so much bills happening there, is that they they sort of middle it this year. Guys they don't like are gone. That's already starting to happen. Yeah. And then they're really playing for the future because they're not expecting to win. Although the NFC is different than the AFC, they're not expecting to win big this year. So little moves will happen. I don't know exactly what the cap situation is, but I would expect them to, to understand you're likely to get three, four years here for a GM, two, three at least. It's a disaster for the coach. So mm, where does that leave? Galladay is one interesting player for the Giants. Like Galladay, again, for Thursday, for Dynasty. Um, this year, like he's round 12, 13 in FFPC. Anyway. Yeah. Where do you want to be right now in this conversation? You signed up for a $2,500 auction league. You tried to shame me into Ooh. not joining, I think. <laughs> I'm actually glad you didn't. Because, listen, in a, I did. I signed up for a $2,500 auction. Took a step up. I, I love auctions. I've done auctions forever, but I've never done them at like the highest level. Last year, I did a $750 auction in live in Vegas FFPC, and I won, won. it. Right. I won it. I went coast to coast. My team was really, really good. Um, and so listen, anytime you're going to let me draft a team where I could pick who I want, that's what I love. Now auctions are harder with people that, you know, because in a, in a serpentine style, normal draft, if I'm at eight and you're at two, you know, we're not really picking each other off, but in an auction, you know, if I'm, if I'm playing against my, my podcast partner who knows my every hope and dream and, 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 you know, fear, uh, I don't Shopes need and dreams, yes. Hope show shopes and dreams. You know, I don't need him picking me or jack jacking the price up on guys that I love. So um it's gonna be fun. <laughs> and and I know there are some people in that draft. I know who's there's I think there's one spot left. Sign up, whoever's just listening, sign up. Let's get this thing filled. But I know there's at least two people in there that that watch the show. So you know, the we'll be we'll be going back and forth, and hopefully we don't we don't get in each other's way. I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, that's a which night is that? Is that the Friday night? I think it's. Isn't it night? I'm gonna go look at it right now. It might be Thursday. I'm not I'm not sure. Is Bare Knuckle happening again? Uh, obviously, you'll be you'll be taking that down this year. Come on. Uh, Come on. Speak, you want to talk about your giant stack? 
You got last it. year. <laughs> last year we got fifth. Daniel Jones, Barkley, Ingram. Come on. I How know. many good weeks was was there total? Three. Just come on. Friday. Such, such a bad beat. Friday, September 9th, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Friday Jeez. noon. So Friday noon. No, 9 a.m., right? Pacific time? Is that what yeah, we're at out there? Yeah, but, you know, noon Eastern, Friday. Noon East- well, this is why it's a problem, Mike, is if is when you've got – when you have Bills, Rams, Thursday nighter in L.A. Then oh, it's fine. I'm gonna, it's going to be an all-nighter. I'm gonna, you're going to have to roll me into this auction after the Bills win on opening night of football. I have a real job, and that <laughs> entails my broadcasting to the Buffalo audience from 3 to 7 Eastern weekdays, which meant last year, say Thursday, Dallas-Tampa was the night game. Bare Knuckle was after. Did a main event in the morning, my show, game, slash party, Bare Knuckle. Friday morning, that's when this is? Didn't Louie and I draft? What, what did we do Friday morning? Friday morning was that your was that where you were lo- had a, you thought you had a live draft but Thursday. you didn't Thursday. That was Thursday okay, Thursday. That's okay. Bad. I drafted Louie and I are drafting from the the <laughs> lobby thinking from we the, had a from uh, the breakfast live buffet table I don't remember but good luck <laughs> yes yes thank you it's gonna be <laughs> a lot of well funny story last year I uh, I plugged in my laptop the, the the night before no 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 nobody cares about this stuff I plugged in my laptop the night before. Got it charged all night, woke up, brought it down there, open it up, and it's dead. So I had to do the first half an hour of the auction without a computer. Blind. I've got it sitting over there. I mean, luckily, it's way easier to do an auction blind than it is a serpentine draft because I'm just like, I throw out is guys I want, and I, I take them. Is it? So, and I, hey, it, it ended up working out. It, up it working is. Out. It's easier to do that blind than a Oh, way snake? easier. I don't have to. I, I can just, if someone names off a guy I want, I can just bid on him. You know, if, or if they all, the way, all the way to the top. Yes. Yep. Hmm. So I, so I, uh, I had it, I didn't have it for like a half an hour. So I probably missed the first, I didn't have my, my, uh, cheat sheet, my draft sharks, dynamic MVP board for the first half an hour. But Friday morning, Friday morning last year, Lou and I went to brunch. <laughs> Some fancy like $40 Bellagio brunch. And oh I couldn't God. drink champagne because I was on the air at noon. And then we did a main event that night, which we won. And then flew home at like four in the morning the next yeah, day. I, you know, I'm not, doing, I'm not doing a, I'm not doing a 6am flight again. Out of, I did it out of Kentucky. I did it out of, I think I did another early one out of Vegas. I'm not doing it. I'm sleeping in. All right. I deserve it. It's a long week. You know what I mean? All grown's up. Well, <laughs> we will continue this conversation on Thursday. Yes. Yes, I want to apologize to everyone. When this morning, when I was the whole show. Pod, when I put this podcast out, I was I was anticipating talking combine winners and losers, so that's what I entitled it. And unfortunately, with all the NFL news today, um, we had to push that back. We're going to do that Thursday, so check out the Dynasty podcast. I apologize for the false advertising there, but no, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna go even harder on Thursday. Rookies. Packers, Seahawks, Broncos, Ridley, yeah, Combine. There's tons on Thursday. I will make sure to get my rest so we are good to go on Thursday. I will not wear the same clothes. (laughs) 
And you are not on the boat anymore tonight. You not are not on the, the boat. No roll lobster rolls. I love lobster rolls, though. So <laughs> I'll try to have one on Thursday. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Send us your questions. We are shown right there, Twitter and the deep end, at deep end FF1. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you on Thursday night or next week. See you guys.